think you should open up this one. Go ahead. Uh, what do we even say? Like what? <laughs> no, this is not gonna happen. Why not? Because I'm just I'm I I use you to start. I use you because I always <laughs> throw the counter punch. Oh come on. <laughs> The the man is frozen. Yeah, because that's what I do. Oh, God. Welcome to another episode of Grip and Grin. And we are diving into... The Northern Maine Square Tail Trip. The one that we've been alluding to for the past episode two, maybe? Yes. Two? Yes. So, I'm excited about this one. It's going to be a doozy. Be a good one. So for this episode, what we're gonna do is we're gonna look into planning and packing for your big fishing expedition. Soon to be in the future, hopefully, is a hunting expedition. But for this, we'll stick to the fishing. Yes. So, so it, it it might seem silly to some that we are just discussing how we strategically prepared for this, but I mean, when you're going into the main northern back country, and I mean back. Country. I mean, six-hour drive back country. You know, 30 miles off the beaten road. Um, you got to make sure you got your shit together. Yeah, because there's a lot of dangers, not just uh, there's the environment, there's nature, there's just animals, there's any any sort of things on the way you could have issues. So there's a lot of things we have to check off before we can even do it. And I've always wanted to do a trip like this, but I haven't had the buddy to do it with. But now I you got fish. You. Now you fish. <laughs> Because you gotta remember, folks, that you oh, didn't. I fish. You didn't. I did not. Like what? Six months ago? Yeah. A little more than that, because we talked about it a little bit before. But. Yeah. So like you ice fish, but you never really. You didn't really touch a fly rod. I mean, right. you have, and right. you didn't really go out more than your your brown trout spot. But right. Um, so we ended last episode. We were talking about how, um, you know, if you're looking into getting, or if you're looking into you know, doing like a fishing trip such as this, this is right up your alley as, as to, you know, how did we go about preparing for it? And we successfully prepared for it to the point where we were like, mm. damn, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. we we did that perfectly. Yeah, we actually, I mean, we had one item we forgot, but we still can't remember it right now. Yeah, it, it was jogs a minus- my memory. minuscule item. Hopefully. But I was like, it was like, I don't know. Literally the last day, <laughs> the last night, and you're like, you know what I forgot? Yeah, da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, you did. Well, we're fine. Yeah. We packed perfectly too. Didn't overpack, didn't underpack. But let's get into like, how do you plan your trip? So for me, I've been wanting to do this specific trip for over a year now. Um, I It's funny, actually. I learned about it through a state email. Really? Yeah, it was in my junk. And I, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a good way to start so it. <laughs> it's in my junk email and my spam. I just like, oh, because I always do check the main wildlife emails just in yeah. case there's something important. And I like for the back, uh, backcountry angler, like check out uh, this area. So in northern Maine, there's a group of ponds that I wanted to go to, and it was pretty remote. And so this was found. Through via email, not in your fly fishing like no, book this or is whatever. straight from the state of Maine sending an email out saying, "Please go here." <laughs> but did you find this location in your books of like through passage? Uh, well, I never really studied like the northern Maine area because it's just like so far away, so distant. Like I have to plan a big trip, and 
we've talked about doing like one of the bigger rivers up in northern Maine before, and this was like a perfect launching pad for doing something like that, where we could have make a whole trip out of it. So basically what I'm getting at is you need to kind of make a target destination, a target fish species. We were going after brookies up there. There's some Arctic char up there, which was pretty cool. Dude, I didn't realize that until we got there. Yeah, so pretty rare trout and... Um, also known as the blue trout. Yeah, uh, blueback trout, yep. And so... We, we like we set our eyes on something that was far away from home, remote as it could be, and we're going after some square tails, as you can see the name of the pod. But so you really just need to like you need a goal, an end goal in mind to plan for something. So I wanted to do this, we wanted to do this, then we could narrow down. So we knew we were going to a group of ponds, and we were gonna start doing our deep dive research which i spent a lot of time i was gonna say i didn't do shit for research you were like i got this i literally had i knew everything you spent what two solid days of researching okay i spent two solid days before the leading up to it yes but i spent last summer i was like not like slowly it was kind of like i'm I'm interested i want to actually do it so if i actually do the research it's going to end up happening get the ball again the ball moving so some of this research you got to do is looking at the water got to make sure like okay are the fish here and you were looking at the survey reports yes like you can check out one of our previous pods um gearing up probably i believe so i think early spring early spring fishing or gearing up so you can look in check that pod out um we go over how to like research a body of water. You got to do that. You got to look at how to access the point. So we had a long ass drive, and you have to know where you're gonna enter, um, how long you're gonna be on the road, what you need to bring for that. Plan A, Plan B. Yeah. If Plan A, there's a gate. Can we go Plan B? Like- yep, yep. You gotta check the laws and regs, not only for you know the bodies of water, but for the actual land that it's on. Like what rules does the um, we were in the Northern Maine uh, Wilderness uh, Association, or yep. um, I forget the name, but sounds good. So <laughs> <laughs> you have to look at their rules for the land use. Um, you also have to take into account like time of year. So you want to plan your trip to maximize your your um, fishing and or your access because if it's really early in spring, you're gonna have mud season. The roads may be closed. Right. Right. So I actually called beforehand calling the that association making sure the roads were actually open yeah but how many people did you talk to like four or five. <laughs> oh, we'll give you uh this person's number they should know more yeah but the time of year that we are hitting i mean it was memorial weekend perfect which it was perfect but at the same time we were kind of like uh there's probably gonna be a lot of people up there yes we did think that and i still think we were a week early but it was still perfect yeah, I think we, I think fishing wise, we we hit it just right. I say just a hair early, just a hair, just a hair, because they were sipping the surface, and that means they're mergers and they're not actually dry flies. Either. Yeah, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> we did know we were gonna actually see some people up there, and we were trying to get as remote as possible. And there was one thing that I think it was like the day before we were leaving, and you were like, fees. And I was like, mm. dude, I said, that's like, that is like permits and whatnot. I was like, that is something that I overlooked up until that point. So 
there, you know, there, there will be some gate fees if you're going into like specific areas and whatnot. So there are checkpoints that you have to do. And we actually had to fill out a form. Yeah. So. Which we filled out prior to. Yes. I then, knew that sometimes they're not manned. The checkpoints aren't manned sometimes. Right. And I've never been through one of these checkpoints. I don't know if you have. I definitely have. Long time ago. So like, I didn't know how the procedure worked. We had it filled out already, but we filled it out again with the lady there. Worked out fine. Yeah. Very so, nice lady. So basically, you just got to make sure you're doing all the research possible about the place you're going to and what you're trying to do. And then from that, you're going to make your, your get list, your checklist of all the gear you need to pack up. Cash. Bring. Oh, yeah. Cash. Always need cash. Because, well, I mean... At the checkpoint, it was like, ended up costing us like 80 bucks, I think it was, for the two of us. 51 each. Yeah, yeah, it was, a hun- yeah, it was like 100 bucks uh, for the two of us. But I remember the day before, I was like, shit, I need to go to the bank. And, you know, you got to make sure that you get what you need, but I would double it. Oh, easily. Because, I mean, we... We could have gotten, I mean, we got away with what we had, but... Um, I mean, if we, we were lucky enough that the, the camping fee was half off. Yes. And if we had to pay full amount, we wouldn't have had any cash, any extra cash, which could have been bad news if we ended up needing it right. down the road. Right. Literally down the dirt road. <laughs> so do, double, up on, double up on the cash if you get it, um, just as like a safety but also like an insurance later on in, in case you get in a pinch or something. But let's get into now like our full checklist. I mean, we went over you know, yep. reviewing how to find your get set a goal, researching it, and now making your get list, your checklist geared towards that particular trip. So yep. our trip, if you haven't already known, it's remote, um, northern Maine, a lot of ponds. So it's not a river. So we actually have to use the car. We have to use the canoe. We're like, it's kind of like a hybrid um, canoe trip, you could say, because we were using the car in stages. We were not using the car, um, using the canoe, not using the canoe. So we were kind of doing a little bit of everything. So we had to gear our our list towards that in particular. Yeah, it's it's almost like we had, you know, the car got us to one stage, and then the canoe would give us, you know, a little bit further, and then us walking or hiking would even reach out even further remotely so just different stages with that you have to like make your list to to the activities you're going to be doing like when we got there we immediately hiked we didn't even touch the canoe no we left it right on there for the first day we'll get to that but yes (laughs) anyway so we got to start off with the essentials yep i mean you could probably touch on this better than i could because you brought every fire starter known to man except a butane torch but we did have a butane torch actually but we i mean we (laughs) did but um yeah i as far as you know a checklist we had a spreadsheet that was constantly being updated daily for what six months i mean i four months i made it and then we had to add stuff we had to list what we needed to buy what you had what i had so making a huge spreadsheet really helps oh yeah and you can list list everything and categorize it so like we have like oh the oh shit we need this stuff or the uh the less important items and then we also like you know one of us found like a good like uh you know piece of equipment online Put the link right there on the spreadsheet so you can communicate back and forth as to, you know, a canoe seat or like 
a tent or a sleeping bag. Like it was just nice to be able to communicate that way, even if our schedules didn't line up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, um, creating a spreadsheet is essential, in my opinion, just for the communication piece between you and your partner. Um, but as far as essentials, I mean, for the the trip itself, fire. I mean. <sighs> You got to make sure that you, we talked about this in a previous blog. Yeah, the, make sure to check it out. Yeah. Uh, the fact that, you know, our lighter wasn't working and it was like a realization of like, well, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> what if we're on our trip and this happens? So packed two lighters, packed um, in a dry case uh, matches, two things of matches, um, also packed flint and steel, magnesium stick, um, had a butane uh, stove that we had. So we, as far as fire, <laughs> we were set. I think we were good. Um, but, uh, you know, we actually used three of those mm-hmm. on our mm-hmm. trip. So it was good that we had different varieties of, of means of starting fire. Another one would be a battery and tinfoil. Yep. That, I mean, that would work There's too. There's never too many options when it comes no, to the no, essentials. No. Right. Right. And that kind of leads into our next one. It's like, we got fire. Um, we need water. So yeah. we, I did my research on a water filter. That this is and we great. were going back and forth on this, too. It's like, is the water filter enough? And, well, it ended up being enough, but we also brought tablets, and we could have also boiled the water. So we kind of had three options there, along with our four or five options for fire. Yep, and if you recall from the previous podcast, once again, on some of those trips that we backpacked into uh, remote ponds, we actually tested out our water purification um, system, which that initial drink, you're like, uh, is, is this good? Like, yeah, it, you still get like a little smell of it, but you know? at least there's no floaties. In there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the next day I text you, I'm like, how do you feel? You feel okay? I feel okay. I literally had a full bottle of it when oh, I got you home. Chugged I it. Just chugged it. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, if he's good, then. Shit, so th- the next thing we um, we did was we bought a nicer tent. Yep. So um, with that, we had tarps with it just in case, you know, rain, if it wasn't as waterproof. We had paracord with it so that our our shelter would be weatherproof. Make sure that your tarps are waterproof. I, you know, we went with a heavy-duty tarp that was that is waterproof. Um, you know, some people might just throw a tarp in their bag. They don't realize that it's not waterproof. So, make sure that you're um, that you're checking those uh, quality i like the quality uh, the size too size yeah because I mean, you we, can't do too big yeah or too small is not covering your tent right right <laughs> um, but fortunately we didn't need need the uh, that on our our trip too much we used it for the beneath the uh, tent yeah because we realized that the tent actually didn't have a tarp bottom yeah. or an entirely waterproof i didn't want to test it i, I didn't, didn't want to test i it didn't either. want to wake up wet and cold because right. that would have been horrible right what about food Ah, uh, so for food what we did was we did uh the freeze-dried dehydrated you can buy <laughs> shit's so good it is so good but <laughs> there's a downfall to it consistency <laughs> well no it just makes you thirsty as hell oh and it makes you shit real bad sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty high in sodium. But we knew we knew for a fact that like obviously we're gonna be catching fish. Like obviously that's gonna be our protein. Like that's I mean, we crossed our fingers, but we knew that was gonna happen. So but we didn't want to just strictly rely on trout. 
Like, yeah, I think that would get a little old, and also that would be a lot of trout. But you actually found like some granola too that mm-hmm. was dehydrated, mm-hmm. which was amazing. I would literally eat it right now. <laughs> so good. It's got like powdered milk in it, so when you just add like cold water, it becomes like a cereal almost. It was so good. And it was freaking phenomenal. Um, so that was really good. And then we just bought a variety of different meals in the Trailing. bags. Uh, trail, oh, the raisins. <laughs> the freaking raisins. We'll get into the raisins on the next episode. Oh, my gosh. But uh, Ramen. Did you say ramen? Ramen noodles were a good one uh, just because it was light. Um, what else? Was there anything else? I don't think so. I, I think, think that, that was it. Pretty much it, yeah. I mean, because we were kind of roughing it, but yeah. not really. I mean, yeah. we were... We're sitting pretty. With how we packed and our planning, it really helped with that. Um, another item that is an essential and could be laughed at by some is a first aid kit, and we ended up using it. <laughs> we had two first aid kits. Um, one was kind of like a a lighter version, and then the other one was like headquarters first aid. <laughs> yep. Um, but, uh, yeah, we actually did dip into that a little bit, too. Yeah, because we actually ended up getting some cuts on our hands. That was kind of nice just to patch up. Yeah. No, it wasn't like a... A real issue it just comfort wise and just like maneuvering and being able to do things with your hands was kind of nice to have that was entertainment for the night in the tent <laughs> to grab the first aid kit oh freaking right guy <laughs> oh my gosh yep so that that's essential um you know and making sure that when you go through your first aid kit you want to go through it prior to you don't know if uh some of the materials have been used up expired maybe expired um hopefully not but um they sell them right at hardware stores and stuff that you can just buy the whole mm-hmm. first aid kit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I thing that crossed my mind was like splinting and stuff like that. But I was like, yeah, you can use sticks and whatnot. So you really don't need the, the orange mm-hmm. foam roll. Uh, ice packs, like maybe a couple ice packs we had. Uh, those are good to have just in the event of uh, worst case scenario. Plenty of gauze. Holy shit. <laughs> hey, man. Need that gauze. Um, you know, we had well, I mean, that- much everything. For the essentials, we covered our bases quite well. Tape. Yep, tape. The tape was what I tape was using. Tape was key. That was nice. Yep. But um, I, I think what we can roll into now, like, the big ticket items that we packed up. So I yes, sir? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. We had a shit ton of paracord. That can never get old. Yeah, but, uh, like, 350 paracord is freaking amazing. Like, using that on your shoelaces... Like, you can pull the innards of that paracord out and use that as cordage and then still tie your shoelaces with the mm-hmm. casing. Mm-hmm. Like, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's very cool versatile. It's it's amazing. So, paracord, we had a lot of it. We had uh, multiple multi... We had multi-tools. And we had a hatchet. And all that came in handy for all the sorts of things. So. I did pack... Uh, I had a ratchet set and like a tool, like case, like yep. a briefcase yep. in my car in case something happened with a car on the way in. Um, I also packed that last minute and I was like, ooh. So, um, yeah, any tools, knives, hatchet. Uh, we literally had um, some work gloves. We had batteries, a headlamp. You know, that was nice to have. Nine um, mil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little pal. I mean, you need that noisemaker. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. I mean, I think this could go under an essential. We had, like, a compass. We had maps. Uh, So we knew exactly where we were. We had the gazetteer. I had my own printouts. I had a map of every pond. 
Yep. Um, I kind of knew exactly where we were, never having been there. <laughs> I mean, the other thing that was, I mean, folks, we were way, like, zero service. Like, your phone literally says, I like, had, like, five minutes of screen time all weekend. Yeah. I mean, your phone is off, essentially, and then you turn it on to take a picture. Like, that's all it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you need to be comfortable with map navigation. Yep. If you're not comfortable working with a map. I mean, we practiced this in our in the previous episode. We talked about it, like bushwhacking. We were just oh, yeah. straight up using a compass. I don't uh, think we used a compass out there, though, did we? Yeah, I gave, I gave one. To, uh, when we, on this trip? We didn't actually use We brought it, but I don't think we used no, it. No, we're not on this trip, no. 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 But um, I think now we can start talking about like the canoe and how we actually maneuvered around. Transportation. Yeah. So yep. we had... We had an aluminum canoe for this trip. Very light. Um, I think the light, like being able to portage it, move it around, load it onto the car, because we were using the car, like we said, we were able to go to all these different ponds. It's a fast canoe, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> that's uh, that's the most water she's seen in the past like four years. But we just, had just be careful though, because we actually ran into this a little bit too, uh, with the aluminum canoe pulling up on shore like if there's a fulcrum point mm-hmm. and your canoe goes onto that fulcrum point and teeters on it you got to be careful another good point is you don't want to ratchet that thing so hard to the roof because it will buckle yep so because one time i noticed i was bending like, no let's taut. not do that needs so. to be taught um we had paddles we had two paddles but we also had an emergency paddle just in case anything got a little hairy and we lost the paddle we always had an extra one in the canoe with us so i thought actually thought about this too wouldn't you want your emergency paddle to be like attached to the canoe Um, like wouldn't you want to tie it off to your canoe i think like what if i think you could go down a rabbit hole with that because there's like so many things like well i want this attached what if you don't what if you like dump over and then like everything floats away but you have still the canoe don't you want a paddle uh i really don't think i think this is really digging down a rabbit hole but i agree where are you gonna tie it on to how are you gonna tie it on secure on the front on the front yeah tuck it behind the seat tuck it behind the seat like underneath the seat i guess like this way <laughs> oh, no, man. i think we had it <laughs> we we freaking had it and we weren't going to, we weren't uh there was no like running water so we didn't freaking really... white caps out there dude oh there were freaking white, white caps <laughs> um we had an anchor yep we did we never used it never we used it. it just extra weight um it was, it was literally dead weight i mean we could have used it but we didn't need to we had canoe seats like absolutely necessity for the trip. You need a canoe seat. Just leaning back, your back is like, oh, thank God. So essential. Make sure you have your life preservers and a throwable. That's state law, so make sure you have those on hand. And if you can, because I I actually encountered this issue, um, and you're gonna chuckle, but like, don't buy these essential things when it's peak season. Oh, uh, yeah. Because then you're literally running around last minute. Being I mean, like, you couldn't find a canoe seat. Dude, I was panicking. I was like, crap. Because literally it was like three weeks before, and you're like, oh, I should probably buy them. I'm like, yeah, you probably should. I mean, I found a stash of them, but good Lord. I was like, come on, come on. Paying a pretty penny, too. Yeah. But, but it was worth it. It was worth end. it. Definitely worth it. Um, well, we also needed to make sure we brought all the fishing items 
possible. So we're talking our spinners, our fly rods, our flies, uh, floating sprays, nippers, fly vest, backpack, line, leader, tippet. Extra, extra, extra of we everything. We had plenty of everything, and it was good because we went through it. <laughs> yeah, we did. I mean, we didn't go through as many flies as I thought we would. I don't know. We did have some flies that got absolutely mauled, but... <laughs> we'll get to that, but yeah, that was... I mean, yeah. You have, you have a nice stash of flies now. Uh, yes, I do. So, I mean, you don't want to be out there 30 miles from any pavement and be like, shit. And these were, I mean, I went, uh, was it the day before? And got a bunch of dry flies. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't really get nymphs or anything just because I had plenty of those, but parachute atoms, mayflies... Um, Basically assessing, or I guess my observation on the days leading up to the trip, what hatches were actually happening. Um, ants even, um, good Lord. It's kind of interesting to think about like where we are located. We also had to anticipate like it's a different climate. Yes. Just a different climate. They're like, I don't know, four weeks, three weeks behind us. Yeah, because when the mosquitoes start coming out here, up there, the black flies just started coming yes, out. Yes, exactly. So it was like two weeks, yeah. So we like we were thinking like we were going to hit it perfectly. I thought we were going to hit it perfectly, and we ended up doing that. But make sure you have like covering your bases and not just banking on, oh, there's a hatch going on right there. Right. Because if we were, I think, a week earlier, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That would be interesting. I, th- I still think you would catch fish, but would you ca- get the volume? I don't know. I don't think you would, personally. Mm. But um, next thing that you had to remember was uh, all your personal items, so like your clothes, rain gear. Um, I'll put waders, boots, footwear under this, too, because you don't want to be cold and you don't want to be wet, and you don't want to be hot either. You just want to have a nice blend of everything. For me, personally, you do end up wearing your clothes, like your same pair, your go-tos, your dailies, most of the time. But, you know, bringing the uh, Under Armour and the leggings, Long John, that Clutch. was... You, you have to remember, folks, that, like, yes, it's summer. To, like, well, it's it's late spring, or I should say spring. I'll say spring in general. Yes. But those nights, we had one night at 25 yep. Yep. degrees. Yep. I mean, literally putting everything on I wore, like, that I had packed for clothing. Winter jacket. Literally, winter jacket. I'm wearing... Three sweatshirts, two long sleeves, three sweatpants. Because <laughs> we essentially packed two pairs of like clothes. Yes, exactly. But I packed multiple pairs of like socks, multiple mm. pairs of underwear, um, and like sweatpants for like sleeping. Yes, yeah, I had like a whole like outfit just for sleeping because I was like, if I'm wet during the day, I at least want when I sleep what I sleep in dry. And you put it into a bucket with a cover, yep. so it stayed dry. Yep. I put mine in a big like industrial like trash bag. And we also sort of had I think we should touch about with the food items too. We kind of dispersed our mm. items. Yes. So it wasn't all clumped together. Like I had most of my clothes in that bucket, but I also had some in the tote. You Correct. had some sporadically. We did that with the food as well, which was key. Yeah, because if you, if you lose like the tote, say in the water, and all your food's gone, so we actually had some food in our in our day packs in case we got lost. Uh, we had food in the totes. We had food in another tote. So we had food kind of like spread mm-hmm. out everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that was key. But then <laughs> towards the end of the trip, we're like. 
what tote is that in? Like I, I remember it. Every time you asked, I was like, oh, I should be in the big tote uh, under this. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the goddamn ramen? <laughs> um, I think Bugnet. Bugnet's key. Holy shit! Yeah, it was. that's an essential. <laughs> Which bug spray hat, baseball cap. Yep. Baseball cap and uh, bug net and bug spray. I had actually like my bow hunting gloves on, and I loved it. Yeah, I can't wear gloves, man. Just like the mosquitoes, they would get just my wrist. Mm. So it's like if I had my hands exposed, it would have been just wretched. But that was nice to have. Um, again, I said we had like I had hiking boots. I also had Crocs, and I also had my waders. Yep. So there it is. Yeah, sorry. That'll be a little bitch ass. <laughs> um let's see. I think that's pretty much all for like our personal items. Obviously toothpaste, toothbrush, deodorant, but that's just like again, TP. Toiletries. Mm-hmm. TP. Yep, TP. We were lucky, like there was sites. There were sites that had <laughs> toilet paper, but TP. Plenty of it. Paper towel. Uh had these wipes that were great. Those were cool. So these wipes, they look like little, like, circular, like, condensed. Almost like how you get, like, towels, and you add water to, like, the towel, and it just expands into an actual towel. These are, like, little, like, hand towels. Um, biodegradable, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were pretty rugged. You tried ripping one, it wouldn't rip. Mm-hmm. So nice for, like, cleaning up, like, washing your face, like, because we didn't shower. Yep. Um, I mean, the water's pretty damn cold. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm good. Um, but even just like doing like a sponge bath with one of those uh, wet wet wipes was uh, was essential in my opinion. Um, before we get into the overlooked items, I just want to touch upon some things we missed because we're just kind of going from the cuff. We Shooting had from the hip. We, baby. we um we had a, a butane uh, stove, like we said. We had all the dishware with it. We had soap. We added a cast iron we never used. Aluminum foil, big, because mm-hmm. if you want to cook the fish right in the fire, it was perfect. Yep. Um, utensils, overlooked. Those were clutch. Yep. Um, coffee. Oh, my gosh, coffee. Yep. Coffee. Um, there's a couple more I'm missing here. I'm trying to get them. But duct tape we had. We had, obviously, our backpacks, but... That basically goes over everything that we really had. Did I say eco-friendly stuff? Um, Spices to cook? Yes. Yep. Um, Extra butane. Yeah, we had an extra... That butane lasted a lot longer than we thought. That's pretty much it. I also had a remote phone charger, but my phone was off so much that it didn't really matter. Um, A dry case. Oh, dry cases, yep. Dry cases were key for your keys, your wallet, your phone, your maps. I also brought a bunch of plastic bags, so baggies, trash bags, larger like court bags. Yep. Um, bags to put fish in, so because you carry and carry out trash, and we didn't have any trash, like a couple bottles. Yeah, recyclables because we Gatorade. Yeah, so. had some Gatorade, yo. But that that pretty much covers those um, other important items. But some of the things that are often overlooked, I think we could, we I think we touched some pretty good spots here. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's more to it than this. Yeah, like, there's definitely more. Still, I can't remember the the hell I forgot on that trip. But I mean, as far as the trip aside, you have to think about getting to the location. So, like with your vehicle, we took my vehicle. Um, but you know, 
think of like, what if you get a flat tire? Uh, which, two. right, which was definitely like a possibility with some of those sections. Ten we, and two, baby. Ten and two, <laughs> like, you know, washouts on either side with like just sharp rock. And it's like, um, you know, fix a flat would be good. Um, we had a tire pump that went into your cigarette lighter. Yep. Um, you know, any toolkit that you can work on the car. I even thought about this and you were like, nah, you probably don't need that. Um, I even thought about bringing extra, like a gas can. Yeah. I just, we were, we were far, but we didn't end up using like on your little gas meter. We didn't use a single bar <laughs> until we were about to leave. <laughs> yeah. Cause the last place we filled up was like pretty much right there from where we go off the beaten trail, which was nice. It was actually quite convenient. It was like, Bye-bye, civilization. Exactly. <laughs> Last good cup of coffee. Oh, yep. Um, another thing that I thought of was a canoe repair kit. Yes. So I got aluminum JB Weld because we had an aluminum uh, canoe. But if you have, obviously, a fiberglass, there's fiberglass patches you can get. Right. Um, I brought some wader patches. Um, I didn't bring the sealant, which I ended up wanting by the end of it. But that works out. You um, you said this, and I forgot them. Extra straps. Straps, yeah, because when we were strapping on the canoe, I was like, mm, we have these straps, but they're kind of starting to split a little bit. So just like we kind of just kept the fingers crossed. Yep. But we had the paracord, and we had 100 feet of like climbing rope that we could have used. We too. had so much stuff. <laughs> so worst case scenario, we could have used the paracord. So Another overlooked item, so for this trip, it's probably common knowledge for people that do this a lot, but we kind of only thought about it last seconds, like totes. Yeah, we could at least have one more tote. So we use totes to put everything inside of to keep it dry, so when we're paddling, nothing's getting wet. And the totes actually had, like, an overlap on the edges, so, like, water couldn't really get underneath them. And that was, I think, pretty clutch. I ended up having one of my totes in my car, and I strategically did that, just in case we wanted it. Yep. So those were nice to have. Um but you got to make sure that all this shit we listed that you double check you have. Um, you want to make sure you have it all all together, not all sporadically between visually two, eyes on, not between two houses either. All right. in like one corner one, yep. of your basement. <laughs> one central location. Yeah. So, but and then again, printouts of maps, uh, having the gazetteer, make sure all that's readily available. So then when you hit the dirt, you're ready. You did this, and um, genius idea, but even though you have your maps, take pictures of your mm -hmm. maps with your phone, so in case you lose your maps or your phone, you have a backup. Yeah, exactly. So I had pictures of every piece of paper. Yep. So we were set on navigation pretty pretty well. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think that this leads into kind of like the final thing was we packed our gear, um so the this was like yeah i mean it took us 30 45 minutes to like go through it all yeah it was it actually was a little faster than i thought it was it did be. go pretty quick because it's like you get everything out we got everything out out onto your lawn i had my canoe, canoe right, and everything like everything full on we're gonna pack it up imagine you're putting your canoe in the water and you're going so we had the canoe up we put everything in totes. We organized the totes. Like we said, we we planted some stuff in this tote, that tote, and uh, the, put it in the, the canoe, and it looked great. 
But I remember a concern that we had was buoyancy because we picked it up and we're like, Jesus, she's pretty heavy. I mean, you're going to add us in there and we're like, this is kind of heavy. So that was like a concern going towards like water. We're like, eh, should we test it out? Like, but, but we were, we ended up being really fine. So really fine. I think uh, we should have just looked at the weight capacity on it. <laughs> yeah, that's so, true. I thought about that after the fact, but. It's okay. We were being cautious. But, I mean, we, like, we've listed off a crap ton of stuff. And if you were to, like, you actually took pictures of the canoe, didn't you? You Uh, did. I think I did, yeah. Yeah. So he took pictures of the canoe. And if you look at it, it's like, everything's in there. Like, we efficiently loaded this canoe. So it... It was great. And what's perfect is we didn't overpack, Mm. nor did we underpack. Like, we just had the perfect amount of stuff where... I can, other than food, we could have brought more food easily. Um, we could have been out there for a really long time. Yeah. With the pack we had. Like, we had, other than, again, food, maybe like a spare this, spare that. We were like set for like a weekend trip or a week long trip, which is really nice because we were like, this is our first real adventure out to a remote ponds or hopefully soon a remote river. So it was quite perfect to making sure you actually packed this right. And once it once you realize that if everything fits in your canoe, another thing that you really need to do the day well day before, but uh, if you can do it sooner, that's <laughs> better. Um, make sure it fits in your car. Yep, we did that. So we got did, we, we <laughs> dude. By the end of the trip, we were unpacking and packing that car like lightning, amazing, like filthy. Man, the last not the the last full day, I was like I don't know eight times we got packed and unpacked the canoe or car, so we got pretty good at it with um, packing. like literally five minutes. And the totes always went in the same spot. Yep. The only difference was where the waders and fishing poles on this tote or that tote. <laughs> right, and that was kind of nice having the totes too. Putting in the car is it's just one big thing in mm-hmm. the car done, mm-hmm. and then you can also do more storage by putting stuff on top of the totes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wet stuff. It doesn't matter. Exactly. So uh, another thing that you should do prior to leaving on your trip is actually understanding what you're capable of, what your skill set is, and where where you draw the line on comfort or um, capabilities. Yeah. I mean, once we got out there, it... <laughs> I just thought of something. <laughs> shit i can't say it i will we'll talk about it but like your mental capacity yeah. too mm-hmm. you tend to lose it a little bit out <laughs> there maybe no um oh yeah i feel like you definitely like if you're doing this by yourself that's you're not yeah i personally like this is i haven't done it strictly because i'm not gonna do it by myself i definitely want someone there knowing what what the hell's going on another uh, set of eyes another opinion yeah. like Another just able body, like being able to physically do some of the things like doing that any trip like this by yourself. I mean, you can do it if you're capable, fine, but it's not bad to have a buddy. And most of the decisions that we made, like we were on the same page with like you're like, Yeah, let's just go this way. I'm like, Yeah, let's just let's mm-hmm. just skip this. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't just like what we wanted to do. It was like, okay. Smart decisions. Let's be smart about the decisions we make because there might be repercussions later on. Mm-hmm. You know, let's keep in mind of daylight. How much daylight do we have? Like, we still have to get to camp, set up camp. Like, 
So making sure that you're comfortable, like he said, with the decisions you make and not just stupid-ass decisions like, oh, I really want to keep fishing. No, you you got to look at the big picture. Yeah, there's a lot more to it. There's a camp, there's a fire, there's food, water, sleeping, like all these things I would not want to be doing in the dark. Weather. Mm-hmm. You have to know the weather going into your trip, meaning look at the extended forecast. At least Take have a picture. That too. Yes, that would help. Um, I had like the a week prior, I took a picture of it, and I was like, well, I know the first night's going to be cold, but that's all I right. really know. So going into your trip, make sure you at least have a general idea of the weather. It's not going to be a precise, accurate um, weather forecast, but like we knew towards the end of our trip, we were going to have some rain coming in. So that was something that we had, like, you know, engraved mm-hmm. in our minds. But we knew that first night was going to be cold, and then it was just going to be gorgeous. And, and then, yes, yeah, Saturday was fly fishing day. <laughs> wind. Um, wind. Yep. We'll talk about it. But um, what, There's one more thing I want to talk about. Testing. Like I said earlier, you want to test your gear and lead up to the, your bigger trip. Don't just go from zero to 100 i think what we did was perfect where we took the entire springtime from early march or mid-march i mean to going into the stocking report to then doing a few native trips hiking in like we were ready well-rounded we knew our equipment was good we knew we were ready to actually perform on this trip baby steps Mm -hmm. i mean that was essential we had i would say probably four outings total before the trip four i would say rugged outings and then countless easier outings before yeah. then yeah, yeah, yeah like we went out quite a bit over the springtime the last two trips we made were probably our most rugged yeah, definitely and we brought our equipment to test out like we knew our fishing equipment was was good that that's a that's a march issue yeah <laughs> we knew that was all set but like the water the fire like those things we were testing out, you know, rope, paracord, like all these little things that you don't really think about. Um, so, yeah. Other than double checking your packs, that's, that covers planning your trip right there. Mm-hmm. I mean, we covered um, the planning, the researching, and the actual packing, and then the literal packing. Another thing you should do is let somebody know where you're going. Yeah, that's a good one. What is your plan? So, you know. And stick to the plan as closely as possible. Yeah. You don't want to get there and go, screw it. Let's go in the opposite direction, <laughs> right? Because, you know, you, people need to know where you are because you don't have self-service. Um, but, you know, that that's where your survival skills come in. But anywho, uh, yeah, you need to make copies of your plan and show, like, direction. What What is your mindset? What are you doing when you get there type of thing? Um, just so that people are aware of your time frame, which at the checkpoint you kind of do anyways. You just give them a general idea of where you're going, but then, you know, when will you be back? I think your family's going to be on top of when you're coming home. Yeah. So letting them know is the best idea. Right. So that's essential, in my opinion, is letting people know where you're going for how long and just give them backup maps of, like, direction and whatnot. You can't be overprepared. And no. It's just it's covering every base possible. I mean, we're obviously... We're not doing something outrageously like dangerous. I mean, we're pretty safe. Um, yeah. But it's good. Just we we didn't let anything slip through the cracks. No, and like in your plan too, you, 
you can diverge from it. It's not like, oh, shit, I can't go over there because I said I was going to be going this way. Like, that's fine, but... Uh, outrageous. Oh, we're going to a different waterway. <laughs> mm, look at the mountain over there. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. But what to look forward to is this will be a multi-part series. Um, this will be taking us through a lot of the summer, actually, before we start talking about those uh, furry creatures out in the woods. Furry creature. Yeah. So, as always, folks, get in the woods and get on the water. <laughs>